You're listening to You and I from Content Square, a podcast about digital experience, what that even means today, and what data can tell us about how you and I are navigating it. I'm Sarah. I'm the content marketing manager for Content Square in North America. And I work with Kat and the rest of the podcast team, um, usually in our office in New York and these days remotely. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Damien Jubeau. I'm the former CEO of uh, Darboost, a company that has been acquired by Content Square a while ago. And I'm now a product manager uh, dedicated to uh, web performance. Hi, everyone. I'm Marion. I'm the founder of uh, Adapt My Web, a digital accessibility company. And uh, I joined Content Square in last October uh, to develop uh, and, um, and awareness um, about uh, web accessibility. Thanks, uh, thanks, Marion and Damien, for joining us on the podcast, which, um, which is the chance for us to ask you all about how you created your companies and how you ended up working with us, um, and we're thrilled that you're working with us. So I think we'll start with, with Marion, and we'll start right at the beginning. I'd love to know where the idea for your startup came from and how you founded Adapt My Web. Yes, uh, the starting point was uh, my personal experience, uh, the experience with my disability because I'm uh, dyslexic. So sometimes I have difficulty to reading uh, online content. And um, I said to myself, um, if at my little level I feel I feel need to be helped to read uh, online content. Uh, it's impossible that uh, that I be uh, the only one. So uh, what uh, what about uh, people with uh, visual impairment and cognitive issue uh, more important than mine? And uh, it was the starting point uh, of my uh, of my entrepreneurial uh, experience. And uh, it's why I creating um, uh, digital technology to help people to read better. Uh, digital content online and personalize a uh, reading profile. And just, uh, just to give a scale of what that means, um, uh, I know this from speaking to you. I mean, you've, uh, you've, you've raised awareness of this in our company, certainly, but we know that right now in 2020, there are 2.2 billion people in the world who are living with a vision impairment, right? So that's 2.2 billion people who may not have the easiest access to the web as it stands today. And so your solution really addresses the needs of those users. Yes, totally. It's uh, 1.2 billion people. And uh, in opposite, there are 70% of websites that are not accessible. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a real problem today uh, to, to not propose uh, to, to, to end user uh, a, a technology to personalize a reading profile. And then, Damien, um, the same question for you, really. What, what was it about web performance that made you think there's a real need for a new solution in the market? Yeah, that's actually a, a story pretty similar to Content Square One, as uh, Derboost has been created as part of an engineering school project with my three co-founders. Uh, that was our final year project. Uh, we worked on a tool to automatically detect root causes of slowdowns for websites um, to empower website owners with uh, automated insights. Our idea as uh, soon-to-be engineers at this time was all the products, the services uh, available on the market was 
very technical, we were very technical, and we wanted to democratize the access to, to this uh, expertise, and we start as an engineering school project. We have, uh, we have Dabust, but without really a very precise idea of business that uh, has came later. Yeah, so that's, that is pretty uncanny because that really mirrors the beginning of uh, Content Square. There's various uh, legends, but it usually, I think our, I think the About Us on our website mentions like an attic space in Paris with four students like, working. Um, Marion, what were you doing when you, uh, when you founded the company? Were you working somewhere else? Were you studying? Um, I was working um, in a media company um, for a famous uh, French TV channel for kids. Um, name is Gulli. And uh, I was in charge of uh, diversification of brands like uh, Gulli, Canal G, uh, and I working with uh, Master Toy um, to, to, to promote uh, their brand like uh, Pokemon or Transformer or Barbie. Not not the same uh, not the same job, uh, but uh, it was cool. And uh, I leave um, Lagardère at the end of uh, 2017 to start my company um, just uh, just after. Okay, so so for everyone who's listening and has an idea in their mind of a company that they would like to start up, can you walk us through uh, what it takes to get a startup off the ground? Like, how, where do you start? Like, would you start with uh, a piece of paper and a pencil? Like, what's what are the first steps? Yes, yes. white paper, of course, uh, and the pen too. Yes, now, uh, the first step has been to, for me, uh, has been to take over um, uh, existing company named Edodis. Um, and uh, Edodis, for information, it's a web platform that uh, allows students to personalize their digital uh, document. And um, like this company uh, was already working on accessibility for dyslexic people, it was um, easy to me uh, to have a first uh, first step in the um, in the accessibility um, uh, stuff, and um, I quickly understood that the educational market was very complex and um, and to be sustainable uh, and profitable, um, I needed to 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 create a B two B a B two B strategy. So uh, I start with Edodis, and after uh, I think uh, to 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 yes to create a B two B strategy to 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 talk um, to to more people and uh, and uh, awareness uh, companies uh, on this subject. Okay, so so that's interesting. so in a way the two companies were sort of meant to coexist, right? One of them is supporting the educational um, work of the other company in a way. Yes. Um, and what about what about you, Damien? Like, how did you how did you start? Yeah, we had the chance to start the chance. So I don't know. Uh, we started with a product uh, that we released after the engineering school project. So that was a great way to have something ready. So not uh, white paper, but maybe one of our biggest challenge was to uh, switch from uh, being product oriented to be business oriented and to find our audience. So actually, our first step. After a couple of months, uh, when we had something that was not anymore just a proof of concept, we have to um, 
find an audience and we released the first version of the product before uh, starting the company. The first version of the product as a beta product uh, and our first mission was to find an audience for that. So to uh, empower ourselves about web marketing and we had a strategy built on the freemium model. So it was a lot about acquisition to build a first community of users and next we have created the company. Another question I had, um, and I know uh, I kind of know a little bit of the answer from having spoken to Mario in the past about this, but who who was helping you in the early days? It, it, these projects are presumably super time consuming. They take up your whole life. Uh, Damien, you're at school with uh, with your fellow students working together. Was there anybody else that helped you in the in the early days of your company? Yeah, go ahead, Mario. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, yes. For me, it was uh, my family. And uh, fun fact, I started this company with my father, so which uh, which is a serial entrepreneur, and uh, he, he always wanted to to build something uh, with his daughter. So yes, it was uh, it was a family business, um, and uh, no, he can say he did it because. Uh, support me and help me uh, and um, and know I'm here so I think uh, I, I hope he, 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 he proud um, and of course in second part uh, my, my friends um, and my boyfriend support uh, support me and help me too I have to I have to ask because I'm sure everyone's wondering this like what's it like to work with your father uh, it's not easy every day um, because you know it's a, it's a, uh, it's a more um, it's more like um, you you can tell him everything and uh, when you are upset or whatever it's uh, it's easy to to push him and uh, it's not easy every day because uh, uh, he was um, sometimes hard with me and tell me hard things to 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 push me out and uh, yeah not easy every day but was great because uh it's a, a great experience to work with him and um yes what about you damien yeah, we, we, we had the chance to, to start the company with uh, three other co-founders. So we, we found support uh, first in each others. And uh, we, we in the early stage, we benefit, uh, benefited a lot from uh, the French um, French ecosystem about startup uh, that was supportive and allowing us to get access to uh, training, etc. Uh, so more uh, local uh, ecosystem about uh, startups. And when you when you think of early stage startups, you get like visions of uh, you know people staying up all night, having zero social life, just working on this one project. Was this was this true for you guys, or did you did you have a life alongside this? Um, not really uh, at the beginning, but uh, uh, I think uh, every people around me uh, have understand that launching a startup takes a lot of time and the reflection that uh, is involved require concentration. So yes, um, at the beginning, um, I wasn't a, a, a real social life, but uh, no, I have one. <laughs> but I'm locked down, so it's, it's, not a, it's not good too, but I have one. Yeah, for us, uh, work-life balance has definitely been uh, challenging for several years, and uh, we had to learn uh, on our uh, own personal limits, 
but uh, th there are downsides, but uh, entrepreneurship and uh, successes, young quarter are a real driver. Uh, so you have to find your balance. And I think that's part of all uh, entrepreneurship uh, journey to find this balance and to know, depending on uh what what uh, what is your stage in life uh, we had the chance to to start uh, entrepreneurship uh, like we we were a student at this time and i think that's a very uh, particular timing to start and very uh, maybe um Oh, how to say that? Uh, that maybe is the best time because uh, you you don't have generally you don't have a lot of commitments. Uh, you usually don't have child, and you can have a situation when risk is something you can see as not being so risky. So. So yeah. So what you're saying is you missed out on the whole fun part of being a student. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, sounds great. Um, so, okay, so you started your startups, you've got your companies up and running, you have um, these teams helping out. What, how did you secure funding in the beginning, the funding you needed? Yeah, uh, actually, we didn't secure funding at all. Uh, we, we had the sense again to be students, so we, we, we had... Uh, <laughs> We were used to uh, it some uh, pasta, um, and we had the chance to have uh, an engineering school that was based on uh, apprenticeship. Uh, so that's very particular as uh, you are uh, paid to go to school as we had uh, part-time jobs. And another chance we have in France is uh, that open rights uh, to uh, job seeker allowance. Uh, so when we started the company, we had uh, some savings plus job seeker allowance to uh, allow us to be comfortable uh, to keep our, our living uh, level and uh, most of the fundings in the early stage of the competitions was, was related to uh, the funders being the whole team and uh, being confident in the future of the project so uh, being comfortable with the fact uh, waiting to be paid for uh, a little more than expected but still that was definitively that allowed us to um, to target our first customers and afterwards that's the, the revenues for customers that have been the, the main source. We are totally bootstrapped uh, with uh, Dabust. So, so massive personal investment, not just in time, but in everything, really. Um, and, and Marion, is, it, is there a similar story with you? Um, yes, a little. Uh, most of my first um, uh, funding of, uh, come from my friends and uh, and family, uh, and uh, after that, I was uh, pitching a lot uh, my project, and um, I was submitting files when there are a cold project, so I send. Uh, uh, every um, every um, every document to 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 try to uh, to reach um, uh, contents and I was determined because uh, I I was convinced uh, of the cause I I was uh, carrying and um, it works uh, it works because I was uh, a winner of two contests and I received. Uh, uh, two grants uh, for an amount of uh, 180k. Uh, so it was um, 
um, really good things to me to to continue um, development and uh, and uh, yes, yes, totally. And when you first set up your your company, what what did you think success would look like? And I'm sure the answer is is completely different for both of you. Was it you know uh, I don't know, Damien? Was it like you were hoping for a certain number of clients, a certain type of clients, like a certain type of uh, feedback from your clients and then and then Marion as well what what did success look like for you what was the goal and, and the vision for that my web yeah for the boost uh, it's part of our uh, dna for the all the founder things we never had a particular objective in mind uh, we were in love with what we were doing we were very passionate about the product about uh, web technologies etc we had the chance with the free product uh, in the early stage before the company to uh, get an audience uh, really quick and to have first successes first feedback that we we found very uh, motivating and uh, for the next step we we are really problem solvers we love challenges and uh, we always had enough time to acknowledge the success of what we were achieving and we were really always focusing on the next challenge so that, that, that was an issue for us uh, to uh, be uh, to acknowledge the fact that okay it's working we are targeting more but it's working and it's it's what we can uh, already consider as a success so that that, that was um interesting in the way we never missed an objective because we didn't have one and the other part is when we were successful we never never really uh, have that in mind because we were on the next step already and uh, about me, uh, it was quite different uh, because we wanted to to revolutionize digital uh, accessibility, and the, the subject is uh, it's different too. But I think the the leadership is important and bring people with you and bring them to to support your cause, and um, also uh, honestly honesty and to be honest with um, with your team and your clients and uh, um, entrepreneurs need to uh, listen a lot uh, of uh, their advisor understand their point of view uh, because uh, because if they have concern customer or partners it will be um, it will be have um, uh, this too and uh, yes we we also had a, a clear vision um, to to develop our uh, our product and it's, it's more easier to deliver the right product with the right message and um, to the right customer. Were there any uh, companies or models that you found inspiring along the way? Um, yes, uh, for my part, I think uh, it was, uh, I don't know if you know her, it's uh, Charlotte um, Deville-Morin, uh, founder of uh, Willys. And uh, Willys is um, a number of um, an, a number on peer-to-peer -peer rental website uh, specializing in uh, disability adapted car for uh, people in a wheelchair. Uh, and it's a really interesting uh, uh, to understand uh, his, um, his business and his point of view. And uh, Charlotte is uh, really amazing and uh, inspiring. And uh, I also think um, of um, uh, Lucy Bash, uh, founder of uh, Too Good To Go, um, to go, to go uh, the anti-waste uh, app. She is very, uh, yes, very inspiring. For me. Yeah, Damien, any any founders or companies that you were looking up to that were that were inspiring? 
Yeah, I've been inspired by uh, Jason Fried from uh, Basecamp and uh, Ron Fishkin from uh, the founder of Moz. He's not CEO of the company anymore. Uh, and that, that, that will be uh, also maybe uh, impact uh, my vision of success because uh, contrary to uh, what we, we could have in the early stage of the company as a vision of success about uh, fundraising that was really the first milestone you, you should have uh, their kind uh, Jason Fried and uh, Ron Fishkin uh, they have a different mind about it and that's something that maybe make us more uh, confident about uh, the way we were engineer we were not totally not business people in the first place and uh, uh, that allow us to to better understand where we were at and where we want to go. Well, speaking of uh, other companies and uh, founders, um, in 2020, uh, both of your companies were acquired by Content Square. So my first question is, uh, when did you first meet John Turkey? And how? How did that happen? Did he reach out to you? Did you guys know each other? How did How did you get on the Content Square radar? I first met John in 2014, I think, so about six months after creating Dare Boost, uh, as we were lucky to win the Paris Retail Week uh, award in the technology category. And I think I've met John uh, maybe uh, one month later, and we, we have started to talk about synergies between uh, between the companies. And, uh, and uh, our journeys have... Uh, have deferred from this point but uh, we we got back in touch uh, in 2020 and uh, both company have made a lot of uh, a lot of new uh, new adventures in the meantime and uh, and it was a totally a new discussion and i was really amazed about uh, what he has built and we were really impressed by the synergies that work and uh, obvious between the two products and companies. Uh, we have child culture, child customers, etc. Okay, and uh, for me, my first exchange with uh, John was in uh, January 2020. Um, I, uh, I didn't know him uh, before and we exchanged first via Zoom. Uh, I present him my project and uh, after that we organize um, uh, a dinner to 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 continue to uh, to discuss uh, to discuss about um, adapt my web and uh, for the record uh, um, for this uh, dinner John had uh, forgotten this uh, jacket before dinner so we went to the office in Paris to 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 get it, and uh, he, he took the opportunity to give me a tour of uh, of the office. And uh, at the at the point, he said me, "Here it's uh, Nico uh, Nicola office," and I answer him, "Oh yes, uh, I, I I will see him uh, tomorrow to 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 discuss and to to continue our discussion." And he, he turned me and he turned to me and tell me uh, very seriously. Uh, I need to validate uh, our dinner before uh, you saw him, <laughs> and I was little, uh, I was little confused. Uh, but, but I did meet uh, Nicola the next day, so I think the dinner was cool and he approved me. But uh, yes, I was a little hola, oh la la. Wow, what a nice breakup! <laughs> yes, <tell me. laughs> 
Um, so, um, okay, so you both so you both met with Jonathan and you were having these ongoing conversations and, and presumably at some point uh, the subject of uh, acquisition was uh, floated. And, and how did you how did you guys decide that was the right move? How did what, what made sense about it? Um, for me, I, I felt sure of the of the visibility um, noted from my calls. Um, it's um, it's not uh, it's not a small things to uh, that a group like Content Square uh, is interesting uh, in digital accessibility. And then I threw uh, of all the disabled people that we we could help through this uh, acceleration and. Um, of course, I also a truth uh, about uh, myself and the fact that I, uh, that I had uh, chosen entrepreneur, entrepreneurship uh, uh, for freedom and uh, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I was going to deal with, uh, with this. And, uh, but uh, I think I liked uh, this common vision so much and creating the foundation to raise awareness of, on this subject uh, on the large scale, it's uh, for me it's amazing, and uh, so yes, I accepted to 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 jump uh, on this new uh, new adventure. Yeah, for me it was uh, really maybe uh, the ambition that was uh, really something we we, we were uh, kind of struggling to 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 reach the next step for the boost, uh, and we were uh, we were requiring uh, to scale. We we really. Uh, kind of we were struggling with the founders and don't have any idea how to go really faster and uh, discussing with John and seeing the company cultures ambition and uh, discovering people uh, seeing a lot of enthusiastic people we, we were kind of boring because we are engineer we are problem solver but we, are, we were kind of boring and that's something we we needed to switch the culture and uh, things the synergies between the products the customers etc that was really obvious and uh, it was like a solution for us for all the things we were not confident enough to be able to solve by our own. Um, I like this question. Uh, this is a question that Kat had. Um, how did you celebrate when the news was official? <laughs> with champagne, <laughs> a lot of champagne. <laughs> and uh, for me, first with my team, uh, then with my family, and after my friends. And again, with my friends and my family, and I think the celebration lasts uh, almost uh, one month. So, yes. For us, it was a, a bit frustrating because we, we didn't feel we, we had the opportunity to celebrate enough because with the COVID situation, we were kind of limited in the way we could celebrate. But uh, yes, kind of the same with champagne, but uh, we have, uh, we have uh, some distance between people. So hopefully we will be able to celebrate more soon. Okay, so you've been, well, it's been, what has it been, like two months? You've been, you've been at Content Square for two months. So, um, I don't know, in three words, <laughs> can you summarize those two months? Um, intense. Uh, <laughs> Damien, what do you think? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that, that would be the first word for me also. <laughs> also, yes. Um, I don't know the second one, but... Uh, um, yes, uh, cra crazy, intense, and um, and uh, pretty cool also because we we meet a lot of uh, brilliant people. Um, what's the uh, what's the intensity? I'm curious. I feel it too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, for me, it's um, passed to uh, five, uh, a team of uh, five people. And um, in one day, you have uh, 700 uh, uh, collaborators. So yes, it's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> quite different. Yeah, not a lot of new people to, to learn about, a lot of uh, things to discover and, uh, and a lot of opportunities as well. And uh, we, 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 we came in uh, Content Square at Black Friday time we have, uh, with customer having challenges about performance. So we, we could demonstrate immediate values, but uh, during the onboarding phases, that's kind of challenging. <laughs> Dealing with websites crashing while you're trying to set up your Slack, uh, your Slack password. Um, okay, well we've we've covered a lot, but um, I guess if you if you could travel back in time, what advice would you give uh, Damien and Marion? Uh, I guess Damien, what was it? Four years ago? No, more. Six years ago? Yeah, yeah. And then Marion, uh, Marion, it's more like two or three years ago. Oh, yeah, almost seven, seven. Uh, it's a difficult question. Uh, maybe, yeah, the, 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 maybe the first advice I would have in mind would be to, uh, to, to be okay with the fact that you do not match uh, some, uh, some criteria in the ecosystem. Uh, I know I was kind of, uh, I had a hard time about not being focused on fundraising in the early stage of the companies. And was something that was difficult because talking with a lot of advisors, etc., partnership. Um, as a startup at this time, uh, that was the normal things to, to do. And I, I, I can say we, we, we have done pre pretty good without that. And uh, I think I had a lot of, in my mind at this time and uh that was okay so maybe this what about you marion what did you wish you knew before you started all this uh for me my, my first advice um it um to be okay that uh, people um, take your ideas down and or try to discourage you uh it's, it's not easy, but uh, I think um, you, you, you need to, to show that you are more stronger um, and uh, determined. Um, and also more concerning our product or strategy, it's uh, uh, not to dis diversify so too much. Uh, stay focused on, um, on vertical or test your market, but uh, not think uh, about uh, diversification um, too, too, too earlier. And, um, and also for me, uh, um, never ignore uh, the, the, legal, the legal part. Uh, tr try to yes, uh, um, try to 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 be. Um, uh, I I I don't I don't um, I don't have the word, but uh, yes, uh, securize uh, all the contract with uh, yes partner, uh, client, but also uh, people um, uh, people um, work with uh, with you and uh, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yes, I think it's uh, important um, to, to not ignore the legal part. Okay, last last question. Um, what's your favorite thing to do at work? 
I, I will say I don't have uh, a preference. What I like in my work is doing a lot of different toppings, learning new new things every day, and to be able to to switch from one one thing I can bring value on to another, and to really have a diverse, diversification in my daily work. That would be uh, what drives me. Uh, yes, and for me, it's uh, it's uh, like a brainstorm and imagine a dedicated strategy for a specific situation and also um, learning um, uh, new things every day and and and, and finding the right uh, arguments to convince yes i think i like a lot okay um well thank you both i have another question did you ever anticipate that you would have to speak english so much all the time to so many people and by the way you're both so, I don't know, I'm always so impressed by how easy it comes to you to have these conversations in English when if you asked, you know, any one of us to have conversations in, uh, well, French is different for me, but in any other language, like we would, we just would not be as good as No, you. it's difficult. And for me, I, I don't know if you heard me, but uh, I speak so badly. So, yes, no, yeah, it's uh, not easy. I can ensure you that doesn't feel easy. <laughs> well, it seems effortless, so... Um, Okay, well, thank you both so much. Uh, we had uh, Damien Jubot, the founder of Dare Boost, and Marion Ranvier, the founder of That My Web. And it was uh, just a real pleasure chatting with you today and getting to quiz you about um, your solutions and companies. So thank you for joining us. Uh -huh.